Welcome to the Connecting Citizens to Science podcast. We're here at HSR 2022 and I have another great participant here at the conference to share some of her experiences of community engagement. I have Lassa from the Institute of Public Health in India. Welcome Lassa. So tell me a little bit about yourself and why you really are passionate about community engagement. Hi, I'm Lata Devi Chilgod. I'm a public health researcher from Institute of Public Health Bengaluru, India. I am very much interested in community health because we have been working with community health workers for the past two to half years during the times of COVID. We learned a lot actually from that engagement. So uh, that really interests me. You learned a lot from that engagement. Two years with community health workers is quite some time. Tell us a bit about what you learned. The project that we worked on started right in the COVID pandemic. We did not have avenues of communication with community health workers. So we explored the digital platforms. We made aware that Zoom can be used because COVID brought in that opportunity so that everyone with a phone can be reached everywhere. We made sure that we engage community health workers through these sessions. Every week we would uh, engage with them and then uh, empower them with the new guidelines, the new things that were just pouring in. We made sure that we used to send them the reminders to join in and they were so enthusiastic. It is not only in the urban area I'm talking, I'm talking about the rural areas, where I'm talking about the tribal areas and urban areas. We had the avenues to uh, engage people on that platform. Based on that experience, we curated a course for community health workers, which was case-based, blended, pure learning approach. What we did was, uh, during all this interaction, we realized that the concepts are a little unclear mm -hmm. for them. And uh, they were just given these things that you have to do X, Y, Z. But then they don't know why I have to do that because they are community health workers, they are not formally trained in health. Mm -hmm. so we understood that there is a gap there and we took that and then we went on with this case-based learning, wherein me as a community health worker, I will see a problem, I will see how I will solve that problem and I will present it in my peer group. Another community health worker will relate to that. Then she will come up with another example that how she tackled another problem with a similar context or a different context. That was very engaging and empowering for them. Yeah. That's really interesting that it evolved like that. Can you tell me the online communication you had and you said there was enthusiasm for that. Did you have to provide an equipment or strength and capacity to use Zoom or did they just do it automatically? The times that we live in right now, yeah. Everyone has smartphones. Many a times they used to sit in a health center where the admin would, would be there and then they would uh, switch on the Zoom and then all of them would sit together and listen to us. Many a times they were on fields, they were on sides of the roads, they were on somebody's houses. They would sit there and put their headphones on and listen to what we are telling. They would come up with questions. We want to talk to a pediatrician, we want to talk to a gynecologist. We facilitated that so that there was one-on-one -on -one conversation and they were accessing that knowledge from nooks and corners. That was heartening to see and that was empowering. You feel good that the times that we live in is amazing. The times we live in that different ways of communicating really can be drawn on and you just said you're very lucky to live in these times where you can draw on those assets. That peer learning that could come from that sounds uh, like it only could have been possible through online connections. Definitely. Having said that, that was COVID time. There was no other way. Mm. But uh, nothing compares to face-to-face. -to -face. 
we uh, we found a balance a blended program wherein a six week course will be there wherein every week they would come in engage and do everything then come back for a offline workshop so we if we have missed on something come let's just catch up on all of that then you are done with it amazing that sounds great how are you finding the sessions in relation to learning about community engagement wonderful wonderful i just attended the session uh, that uh, you facilitated and it was wonderful wonderful any key points you'd like to share about reflexivity that just caught on then i think uh, the colonization the impact of it is maybe we have to take a step back irrespective of whatever field you are in whatever whatever you are doing you have to take a step back and then reflect on whatever is happening why is it happening what can i do about it Uh, whoever you are you, you don't have to be a researcher you can do any smallest thing also will you know will help thank you very much so that was the equitable partnerships session that you were taking part of so we like to finish with any advice that you have for others that are working in community engagement i think building rapport is must and for that you have to have the trust everything that we talk about all big big words all based on simple things that you have to engage one on one then you have to have that relationship with whoever you are engaging be it a policy maker or a community health worker you have to have the trust and that relationship it matters thank you so much that is a wonderful way to finish thank you to you and thank you to our listeners bye for now bye bye Hello, this is the Connecting Citizens to Science podcast and we're here on the second day of the HSR conference in Bogota. Today we have a speaker, Herman Alarcón, who is from Bogota and he's going to be telling us about his work, his reflections on the conference and how communities can be engaged and what he's learned so far. So, Herman, please can you introduce yourself, tell us a bit about what you do. Hello everyone, so I'm Herman Alarcón, I'm from Bogota, Colombia. I'm a research assistant at the University College London and also at the University of Los Andes, which is here in Bogota, Colombia as well. What kind of projects do you work on? What kind of work do you do? These days I'm working mainly with University of Los Andes in a local project here in, in Colombia. The project is mental health training in communities, so it's community mental health in Caquetá, rural communities. These communities were especially affected by the armed conflict here in Colombia. I work doing policy review, contrasting information with stakeholders and other experts, but also with the communities. Okay, really interesting. So can you tell us a bit about what kind of stakeholders you're engaging with in this work? Yeah, so far we have engaged with people from the Ministry of Health, representatives from the academia, many universities and experts. We are aimed in the next weeks to engage also with uh, patients, representatives and community leaders. Really, really interesting. Thank you so much. Can you tell us about anything that you've found particularly interesting in the conference so far, anything that you've really enjoyed? I think that there is a lot of people from many places of the world here. The perspectives are is they are really um important to us because you can see how other uh, countries with the same kind of situations are handling in general like the mental health problems of the world I can say so I found that encouraging the other thing is that the main reason I'm here is because I'm part of the emerging voices program many of my fellows of the program are from the global south and we have talked a lot of about this like the mental health crisis in the world and how just to give more power to the communities in the sense that what they really need in terms of mental health and know what the government thinks that they need in terms of mental health. 
Absolutely. That's really, really interesting and so important that communities are at the centre of how those decisions are made. Are you presenting anything at this conference or are you here as a visitor? I'm more like visiting at this now. I just present in our Emerging Voices pre-conference a couple of days ago in Medellin, Colombia as well. But no, I'm here just like uh, getting more knowledge and sharing with my fellows and supporting them. That's great. And we're also going to have an Emerging Voices special on this programme, so watch out for that as well. Herman and his colleagues will be talking on that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for the opportunity and always welcome to, to Bogotá and to Colombia. Great. Thank you so much. I'm here on the afternoon of the second day of the HSR conference in Bogota and I'm here with Mina Puttaraj who's going to be talking to us about her work in PAR and also her reflections on the session that we've just attended on equitable partnerships. Mina, please can you tell us a bit about your background and where you work at the moment? Hi, I'm Mina from India. I'm a PhD student who's working in the area of patient rights. As a health policy and systems researcher, I, I strongly believe in the ideas of uh, justice, equity, human rights. That's why I'm here, uh, attended this session on equitable partnerships in research. I learned a big deal in this session. I came to know about a lot of frameworks and toolkits that are available to operationalize equitable partnerships. As a researcher, I also have some experience engaging in participatory action research. What I have seen is that the two factors that are crucial in participatory action research is the time factor and the trust factor. The time factor is definitely important. It can't be a small project-bound activity for sustainability purpose to really make an impact on the ground. Time is so crucial. You need to give that space for the communities to understand and come up and mobilize and drive towards social change. The other factor is trust factor. That's the bedrock of all these equitable partnerships. How do we build this uh, trust is a big challenge and we should not take it very lightly because the trust has to be reflected both symbolically as well as materialistically. How do we do that is something we need to think through and should be very careful. As a researcher, some of the challenges with the participatory action research is there are not many toolkits available to to deal with data ownership. All other research steps are kind of defined. We have toolkits, how to engage with the communities, how to do participatory action research. But when it comes to data ownership, it's uh, again, the data that is generated out of participatory action research is still under the control of the powerful academicians or the researchers or the institutions. How do we ensure equity in this? That is something challenging and there are hardly any toolkits available to realize this. The other challenge what I felt is uh, how do we take the evidence that is generated from participatory action research to the policy makers. The policy makers, they themselves are coming from a different worldview, often from quantitative world. <laughs> they even question whether a qualitative study is a study at all. So how do we sensitize them? Participatory action research is something that doesn't sync with them. The other thing I've observed in the literature is that there are so much the, about participatory action research, so many empirical studies that are published left, right and center. What I miss is that uh, the processes of participation, the pathways for participation, that is kind of missing in the literature. That's the huge gap. If we don't know that, it's not going to be helpful. How do we replicate these studies in other contexts? And that is a huge critique of participatory action research, right? It generates a lot of local data, which cannot be generalizable to other contexts. 
because we are missing on the processes we are not capturing the processes and the pathways and the mechanisms and that's why we are getting this critics to address this i think it's important to focus on the pathways to capture adequately and also to disseminate in the field of science thank you thank you so much that's a really interesting call for further action on this topic so thank you for highlighting that just to finish up for our listeners could you give us a little bit of detail about the kind of themes that you work on in your participatory action research project so what are the topics that you've done your projects focused on i'm focusing on health governance it's at the local level how do we engage the forest dwelling indigenous communities uh, to participate in the planning and implementation of healthcare services that has been a tough job hardly they get representation in the policy tables so how do we build the capacity of these community led platforms how do we create a safer space for these indigenous communities to voice out to articulate their problems how do we strengthen their capacity even to understand their need so that is the focus of this project we are focusing on the capacity building of the indigenous communities health governance processes at the local level i mean at the district and the sub district level really fascinating thank you so much meena can you give any reflections on the conference in general are you enjoying it anything that you found particularly interesting since my focus uh, my a career i'm going to build in the area of social participation equity and justice i'm kind of attending all the sessions that is about community participation it's very interesting for me bogota city is the ideal place to discuss issues about social participation because i feel that it is there in the atmosphere the lib- ideas of liberty i love it i love the atmosphere i completely agree yeah social engagement is really in the air here yes, isn't it yes. wonderful thank you so much for coming to talk to us and enjoy the rest of the conference thank you This is Connecting Citizens to Science podcast and we're here at the Health Systems Research Conference in Bogota with Daniela da Costa Franco who's going to tell me about her work and her reflections on the conference so far. Daniela, please tell us about yourself. Well, hello, I am from Guatemala. I am an epidemiologist and I do a lot of community intervention at primary healthcare level, mostly in health promotion, health communication and digital health interventions. Thank you. What kind of communities are you working with at the moment? We're working with indigenous communities in the highlands of Guatemala and they speak three indigenous Mayan languages. We also work with another community which is Hispanic and indigenous community in the northern part of the country. The digital intervention has been conducted in this northern part of the country mostly with the healthcare workers and the health promotion and health communication interventions have been conducted in the highlands with this different young community researchers that's how we call them local community researchers that are part of our team and they have engaged a lot in the communication interventions really really great i love that work with co-researchers and strengthening capacity in that way could you tell us a bit about working with community researchers how that process has gone any challenges that you faced well the process has been a learning curve mm-hmm. it's a learning curve first of all because you need to understand the context of the community because not all the communities have a good relationship with the healthcare system in general so that's been a challenge how to address this or how to fix this relationship Secondly, I would say I have learned to be more academically humble. We as academics tend to think we have the solutions or we need to have the solutions for everything in terms of community-based approaches. It is important to acknowledge that you're a foreigner, you're not from there, you need to create more horizontal relationships with the people you're collaborating with. So that's been a great learning. Also, these people that are part of our team, they feel like 
their voices are being heard and their inputs and their feedback is incorporated into all the interventions we've been carrying out. And that has been challenging in terms of the programmatic activities of the project and budget-wise, because you need to have certain flexibility to adjust that context settings, you know, with the community and with the local researchers to have better and proper impact in terms of the intervention to be conducted with culturally pertinent approaches, it is important to take that into consideration. Absolutely, really insightful. Thank you so much for that. Can I just ask, are you working on general health promotion or is there specific areas of health promotion that your projects focus on? So far we have been focusing mostly in COVID health promotion, everything related with uh, providing information, if you had any doubts, we had this call center that it was installed inside the healthcare facilities. We were promoting it in case people had any questions regarding COVID, the follow-up, the symptoms, a triage, etc. Right now, we were conducting promotions of the COVID vaccination. And lastly, uh, rabies. We conducted a rabies promotion recently because, well, rabies is still an issue. There are not cases of rabies in people, but it's still very highly active in Guatemala. We try to do a different communication approach to have it more like bottom up instead of top down. Interesting. Thank you. How are you finding the conference so far? Anything that you've really enjoyed? Any reflections that you have? Well, I have to say that I agree with a colleague that mentioned that it was very interesting to get to know all the different interventions and research that has been conducted from colleagues from all over the world. I found it very interesting also the health systems that it's being showed because it's important to change our health systems in certain countries that are vertical than to have a more patient center. So I find it quite interesting. There's a lot of interesting topics. Yes, agreed, agreed. I think definitely that focus towards shifting to horizontality is really important. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us um, and enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you.